Spotlight, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are talking about the Lego movie. Yay. Yay. Everything is awesome. I love the Lego movie. It's very good. It's so fun and it moves. And honestly, I think it's a like... This script, in my opinion, I'm like, this script's got no fat on it. It's all oh. it's all bangers. It's just Wiz every scene. Banger, banger, banger. Unreal. Lord and Miller know what they're doing. This I I'm I'm in. I'm in a hundred percent. Lord business? Yes. <laughs> yes to this. A hundred percent. Every character, every lo- I love this movie. Yeah, it's great. I it's love this fun. movie. It's for kids, it's for adults. There's like a lot of adult humor sprinkled in, but like in a cheeky kind of SpongeBobby kind of way. Yeah. I love this movie and I was really excited to watch it again. Yeah, I was too, actually. It was a nice. I was it's like, just like a warm hug of a movie. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's playful. And I, the thing I love most about it is you're like, they're making a movie about Lego. It's like they captured Lego perfectly. Nailed it. How Nailed like, what it. it's used for, how it's. You know, the joy of it, the creativity of it, the the just even everything being mashed together. Like there's there's Batman and mm. like Unikitty who's just just a figure made out of this. They ate it like it's all all universe pirates exist in the old west. Like, you know, like it's all just yes. a mashup of amazing things. And I was like, t- to capture the the essence of a toy in a movie, especially when the toy is just literally bricks. Yes. Um Amazing. Oh, I... A really I, big accomplishment. This I week. watched this yesterday. I watch it again today. I would. Yeah. Like, I would have no problem just back-to-backing this movie. I think it is a 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Yeah, some funny gags, good voice acting. Oh, some really great voice acting. Like, I love Will Arnett. I yeah. think he's so... I, I love his voice. <laughs> I think he's great <laughs> at it. Him as Batman, I'm like, that's just... That's good casting right yeah. there. And Lego Batman, I love too. We already covered that as a mm-hmm. bonus episode. It's one of, I think it's my favorite Batman, uh, <laughs> which may be her- heretical, but uh, we'll get into it. But guys, if you have not seen the Lego movie, pause this right now and go watch yeah. it. Yeah, what's wrong yourself. with you? Treat yourself. Treat yourself to a treat little yourself. joy. Uh, but if you if you've seen it or haven't seen it in a while, just need a quick recap. Uh, basically, what happens is uh, we start with. Uh, Emmett, um, who is a Lego guy, uh, he is just kind of this like your average construction worker, and he sort of it's his morning, and he wakes up and in, in uh, Lego City, and uh, he's gonna go to work, and he's got these instructions on how to be a good worker and how to make friends and all the rest, and the important thing is always follow the instructions, and he goes to his worksite job where they're building Lego towers, and everyone's kind of just like ignoring him or not paying much attention to him. And he, he really wants to just like go hang out with these guys and uh, they're not really having it. So he's sort of left behind where he runs into this mysterious, um, this mysterious woman who's hanging out at the construction site. And it turns out that's wild style. And she's looking for, um, she's looking for uh, the, the piece of resistance, which Which is is so funny. I love love it. I love it so much. Um, and, uh, uh, Emmett accidentally falls down a hole. He discovers the piece of resistance, uh, and it gets stuck to his back. So the prophecy is, um, oh, sorry. I forgot at this top. There's a uh, Vitruvius. He's Morgan Freeman. He's a, <laughs> he's a wizard. He made a prophecy that someone will find it. Um, and we're introduced to, um, 
Lord Business or President Business, depending on what world he's in, uh, voiced by Will Ferrell. And he's going to use the craggle to um, fix everything in place. That's his big scheme. It turns out craggle is crazy glue, but with like some of the letters worn out. Um, spoiler alert: the 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 piece of resistance is just the cap for the the super glue. It's so cute! It's so I want to die. I love it. Um. So anyway, Emmett was prophesized to be the uh, a master builder because he's found this piece, and they go and they meet up with all the other master builders. And turns out Emmett doesn't really know how to build anything at all. Uh, and so everyone loses heart, and they're trying to get the craggle back. Meanwhile, a bad cop. Um, by Lee, who's voiced by Liam Neeson, good cop and bad cop, both voiced by Liam Neeson, shows up and like breaks up the thing. They escape. Uh, one of Emmett's things sort of saves them from the attack, and uh, they uh, they decide, oh, what we really need is to be just so generic to get into this big tower. We just need to be so generic that they won't notice us. So what we need to do is not be creative. What we need to do is follow the instructions. And they follow the instructions and they get in and there's kind of a big fight. And uh, uh, Emmett throws himself off of the tower to save his friends because he's hooked up to a battery. And uh, uh, Lord Business ends up with the craggle to, to fix everything in place so that can't be unbuilt and can't be moved. He goes off to do that. And then Emmett wakes up outside of the table, uh, the Lego table. He's in the real world, our world now, where we see that it's a young boy playing with all these Lego figures in his dad's massive, literally a basement full of Lego sets and Lego cities and all the rest, um, which he's not supposed to be playing with. Will Ferrell is the dad, comes downstairs, it turns out he's the man upstairs that mm -hmm. everyone has sort of prophesized or whatever. Yells at his kid for ruining his Lego sets uh, and disassembling everything and all the rest. Points out, it's like, you got your own Legos to play with. Sort of has this warm heart to heart. We realizes, oh, this is a chance I have to bond with my son. And he realizes that his son is casting him as the villain in his own play. And it's like, it's okay, you can play with it. And uh, Emmett sort of saves the day through that. And then uh, the movie's over and it's uh, everything is awesome. I don't know what it says about my mental state, but I did cry at the end of this movie. <laughs> I cried. I cried. It's really? I, when he realizes he's the villain, I... Woo! <sighs> yeah, no, I just cried. I'm not even... I'm not ashamed to admit it. I cried. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, God. The, the live action stuff in this really hits hard. Wow, it is. Because it's really the moment where everything in the movie really locks in. Like all the little... Oh, yeah. Everything just locks in in that moment. And it's so touching. And he's just looking at the little signs he put up. I just, yes, it's, this movie is perfect and I love it so much and it made me cry. And we will not abide any criticism of it. And with that in mind, <laughs> here we go. We criticize. <laughs> yes. Any criticism I make is just for this podcast. It's just and not, ingest. It's all it, in It's fun. ingest because I love this movie so deeply. Yes. Uh, so obviously the villain of this movie is Lord Business. Lord President Business. Business. First uh, of all, I would like to start with 10 out of 10 name. 
Yeah. I love I love any of these characters that have names like uh Lord Business, Bob's Burgers got Mr. Business, the cat. Yes. I love like uh like Venture Brothers Doctor Girlfriend. Like anything like that. I'm like, you've got me hooked. I'm in. I I don't care what this <laughs> I, is. I get this immediately. Yes. I yeah. My fa- a gag I love is when like it doesn't line up. Like mm, Okay, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like I'm like Professor Business or something. Yeah. You know, you're like but you're the professor, like <laughs> professor business and doctor, uh, doctor, doctor science. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's also how kids play too, right? We're like, I'm oh, Mr. Businessman. Blah, blah, yes, blah, yes, blah, yes. Blah, no, blah, it's blah, perfect. Blah, blah. It's perfect. Yeah. And you're going to meet Batman, 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 <laughs> you know? Well, and it's so great because once you see the reveal, you realize you're like, oh, literally everything in this movie makes sense. Yeah. Everything everything's that's been an said. Allegory. Yes. Everything's uh yeah. Fuck man. So good. So obviously our villain is... Lord business. Yes. Um, as well, like sort of his sidekick, good cop, bad cop, uh, Liam Neeson. Fuck, man. That's uh, so good. His face just turns. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then they just wipe him out with some, uh, uh, what is it? Nail, Nail polish, polish remover? remover. Yeah. I also love how all these, these are, there's these real world things within the Lego world mm-hmm. that they just keep mispronouncing. Like, it's like... It was like Nile Polish remover or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, perfect. So this guy's kind of okay. So what uh, what arguments are we making for this? Thing? It's it's hard because I get both the sides of this completely. Yeah. Because okay, if we're gonna extend out, like let's if we start at like the end and go okay, there is a real world that is a real outside world. of this Lego world where things are happening. Where things are happening, I'm going the defense of this dad. How many hours does that take you? <laughs> how many how many hours does that take you? Yes. I could understand not wanting to have my my things touched. Even and I but I also understand why it is irresistible. Oh. Irresistible to yes. a child. Oh, of course, because it's like it's like don't touch my candy my candy machine and my my fucking endless ride machine. They're down in the basement and they're mine. <laughs> Never go down there. I've got a I've got a, a pen full of puppies down there. Don't even look at them. <laughs> it's like what do you mean? They're from my eyes only. They're from my eyes only. Okay, I can understand why that would be. Oh, it's uh, so here's here's the conundrum, right? Which yeah. you're absolutely right. A Lego set that big and that cool, because it's a cool Lego it's set. It's sick as fuck. It's sick as fuck. He's yes. got different, um, like tables and sections for whole like, worlds built. Here's the old here's worlds. the old west. Yes. Here is the uh, here is the the uh, pirates one. Here is the city. Here's I also love where they're like. There's also this one and this one, but that's not important for this story. <laughs> like, yes. They're like he's got all of them, um, and. The reason that they are so cool is because of the time and effort that he has gone into to building that, right? Absolutely. So, so there is a, uh, and and that could be ruined so quickly. So, like, it's like catnip to a kid, mm-hmm. right? Where like, of course, you want your little eighties, uh, you know, eighties astronaut guy to go and like walk around that city. But then, as soon as you start breaking it apart and whatnot. It then loses what was so appealing about it in the first place, which is that it was so expertly put together. And I would make the argument if you lose one of these pieces, it diminishes the value completely. 
the artistic value or the value of the, the... The value of the Lego. The value of the Lego. The sets. Oh. Because you want a full set. I guess If you so. break it down and box it back up again and you want to sell it, you, you need the full set. You need the full set. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I would make the argument that these are collector's items. Yes. Indeed. I don't want to make these arguments, but I'm making them. Well, I mean, it is weird if, if you are trying to retain value. It is weird to super glue them all down in place. Though. Oh, absolutely. That's not what this guy's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. He just wants his world. But what I will say is I really, really understand this idea of everything has its place. And if it's off, it bothers me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that yeah. pretty deeply. And I don't I don't think I'm trying to think and I don't think I had that before, but ever since I've gotten into this really big like I like to have everything clean and like I don't know everything kind of has its spot in my house. Sure. Now when things aren't where they're supposed to be, I'm like, but but why though? Where no, this doesn't make sense. It's like starts breaking my brain a little yeah. bit and I get like a little agitated <laughs> to make me sound crazy <laughs> i'm wondering how much i'm gonna go into this and the answer is all the way uh, <laughs> why even so we got an hour to fill yes. uh okay because i've actually been thinking about that a lot within the, over the last year okay and it's that everybody has a way of understanding the world right so There's, true everyone's created their own little model of how the world should work to help us get through our days right we we need to do that and the problem is all of them are bullshit Right. <laughs> okay. All of them are bullshit. So All like right. you're you could be a religious nut, you can be an, an addict, you can be mm -hmm. uh, a neat freak, you can be, in my case, a know-it-all, right? And all of that breaks down completely one way or the other. We're all just have these little things. We're like, no, this is the way that we think of the world. Yep. And this is the way that the world makes sense. And as soon as the world doesn't conform to that, it bothers you. So that's what's bothering, in my opinion, mm -hmm. that's what's bothering you about it is you've created this system where yeah. everything has a place yes, it and does. everything needs should to be, be in clean, its everything yeah. should be in its place. So as soon as something's out of its place, the world stops making sense. It's a threat. It's an existential threat to the way that you have organized your life and your mind on how this world should work. I think Jesus that's why it bothers Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> so... To extend the, yeah, Rebecca's like, I, I've kind of blown Rebecca's mind here. This is. Hello, darkness, my, my old friend. friend. <laughs> There's something funny about it. There's something funny about the fact that it all, like, nothing that we do makes any real sense. That is this true. Is, the, you know what this is? The, the reason that I, I, I thought of this, it's the, the fucking Wi Fi router is what made me uh, dig deep in this because when that went wrong so many times, where I was like, I structure my world with uh, by understanding how it works. <laughs> and the second that I can't understand how it works, the whole thing collapses. Yeah, I get that. So to extend it to this movie, mm. I can sort of see how this is a thing that he can control. Yes. This is a thing where you can put a box around it and you go, everything makes sense within the borders of this Lego set. There, There is a... Um, there's a reason, a structure. There's a there's a right way that it's supposed to be done. There's a wrong way in which it's supposed to be done. And as long as you have all the pieces and as long as you have the instructions, you can recreate this as many times as you want. And you can look at it and you go, look, just simple little bricks, this all makes sense. And to have the stress of being a father, the stress of being a businessman, because clearly he is. He is. Um, 
He's Lord Business. He's quite Lord frankly. Business. He's, yeah. he's the Lord of Business. He's the Lord of Business. But Will Ferrell specifically to um, have that kind of be messed up by your kids where you're like, oh, I no longer have mm. this cordoned off thing that's just mine. It sort of ends up being all them. This is why I can't have kids. <laughs> this is why I can't have kids. I can't have them. I'd fucking snap, Matt. Right, I, because that's that's a big thing from people who have had kids where they go like, really the, the boundaries between you and them sort of fall apart in a lot of ways. Well, yes, and I, I just think this is uh, representative of a tremendous amount of effort. <laughs> <laughs> Building that set? Yes. Of yes, course. building all those sets. Now, mind you, a fun effort. Uh, but this it kind of reminds me of I got into an argument once uh, with one of my exes about because like I, I like I like puzzles. <laughs> okay. I like puzzles. Yeah. I get, like jigsaw puzzles. Yes, exactly. I okay. get. I'll uh, even like three D. I'll, I'll, I'll. I oh, like okay. puzzles. Anyway, I, I like putting things together. I am that fucking person that loves to put together IKEA furniture. Okay, I'm that friend. Yeah. I, uh, and we had an argument about, um, I was finishing, I was doing this uh, thousand piece puzzle, right? And I'm doing this puzzle and I'm coming along and, um, and this guy, keep in mind, has not put a piece in. If I'm doing a puzzle with somebody, I don't mind, right? But my rule is, is you got to start with me. Okay, you can't come in halfway through, start putting some pieces in. No. Okay, you're off the project. Okay, you either start with me and we finish it together or whatever, right? You're not in this. Okay, I know that sounds... I, I need a 5,000-piece commitment from Yes, you. that's what I'm saying. Okay, I need it. Okay, I can't... Whatever. Anyway, and he asked me, he said, um, would it bother you if I put the last piece of this puzzle in? And I said... Of fucking course. Of course that would bother me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've done, you're telling me I've done, I'll, I'll put in nine, nine, 999 pieces of this and you put in piece 1000. I was like, yes, of course that would bother me. And I thought it was just like a casual question. I was like, yeah, of course that would bother me. And he, and he got so mad at me. He was like, oh, okay, Sheldon. All right, Sheldon. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is a very normal it's a very normal feeling. It's a very normal reaction. Yes. I'm not wild because I want to put in the last piece of a puzzle. I put the whole fucking thing together. Are you insane? Yeah, because there's the, well, look at, look at what we did together. It's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. no I no. did. You put in the last piece. I don't know. The Maybe. The easiest piece, by the way. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Even if that is wild, I'm allowed to be and don't put my piece in. <laughs> I'm on your side. Oh, I thank think you. That, I think that that is... There's a level of um, snarky assholishness to like just walk up and put the last piece in. And, oh, mm. thank you. No, it's bad. Thank it's you. Bad. Uh, it's very, very bad. Um, yeah. So all this to say, I understand why he would protect it, and I also think it's it's very. It needs to be noted. It's not like he's saying his kid can't play with Legos. Mm -hmm. The kid has his own Legos. He's got his whole set. In fact, that's what the whole, um, what was the cloud place that they go? Oh, yes. yes. I can't remember. So yes. we're just, everything's kind of chaotic. Uh, it turns out that is his bucket of Legos that's on the floor. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's where the, the fun, creative stuff is. Absolutely. And there's no rules, and there's no bedtime, and there's, that's, uh, I, I forget the name of the place, but that's where they uh, pick up Unikitty. I love Unikitty. Unikitty is great. Um, I'm going to even, I want to extend it even out a little further. So yeah. <laughs> it's going to get weird. Anyway, um, so if I'm these characters, if I'm these little Lego men, right? Um, it would actually be, I, I, I'm going to make the argument 
better to be glued down than to whatever those kids are going to do to them. Ooh. I don't okay. know if I want a two-year-old or three or, or however old that other, his sister oh, is. Oh, the Duplo comes in yeah. at the end? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want that sister to play with me. Because, like, you might... Be in your own episode of Magic School Bus real quick. You're getting passed through an intestinal system <laughs> like that, man. Like that. Okay. I would much rather be glued down. Yeah. Um, I would also say I, as far as I think these, these characters would get pulled apart, put in places they don't know what to do. I'm Heads just would saying. Get switched. Bodies would get switched. I'm legs saying, would come on and off. Yeah, maybe sticking to the same instructions is not bad for these uh, general characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> mm, there is, I, I do love that as a blow line in this movie where it's like, well, you know, that means we have to let your sister play too. And then it's like, we're from Planet Duplo. We're going to come and destroy you. Like <laughs> yes. just this kid's voice. Oh, love it. No, it's perfect. This this movie's got a lot of layers to it. But yeah, I'm going to make the argument that you probably, if I'm these characters or these Lego pieces, mm. I probably want Lord Business in charge. I think most of the people are pretty happy with Everybody's it. happy. Yeah. Everybody's happy except for this Emmett guy. Who doesn't quite fit in. Who doesn't and quite fit in. And the master builders who want to Yes, and everything. the master builders. But everybody else is like, this is sick. Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's keep doing this thing. I know where to go. There's no like big traffic jams. Can you imagine you roll up to your job and you got your spot because you do this every day? And everyone parallel parks and together. Synchronicity. Now, yeah. mind you, that is a personal nightmare of mine. Yes. But I'm just saying if if you're a Lego person, that's probably pretty that's probably pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think how where I fall in that spectrum. Because like really what we're talking about is something very existential. Which is like, would you rather have instructions and everything be the same every day and know how things are going to go and where your place in the world is? Or would you rather have complete freedom where everything is chaos? It's like you described hell and heaven to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I'm not on the fence on this one. Yeah, I feel I, like I, I realize I'm going against my own argument, but I would much rather get thrown into chaos every single day of my life. Yes. Give me a give me a bin of loose Legos. Oh, um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so that's where I have a problem with this. Whereas like I I can sit here all day and be like this the structure and the order and like the mm -hmm. art is in like the fact that it has been made well yeah. and all the rest. Um, but truly deep in my heart, I believe that there's probably nothing more evil than telling a kid you can't play Legos. <laughs> it, it is <laughs> I agree with I you. Like, I do. I do. <laughs> like, like to me, how I would always play with Lego is I would build the set 100%. I yeah. would follow the instruction. I'd figure out how to put it together. Mm -hmm. And then that thing would exist as it would for some given amount of time before some part got taken off of it, replaced with some other part, turned into like some flying, you know, like it became its own thing. And then it was torn apart, thrown in a bucket and... And put together. Would it have been nice as a kid to have little drawers filled with like this is the one by two and the two by two and the the three by you know the three mm -hmm. by one and be able to pick each one out and find the exact piece whenever I wanted? Yes, but that's not how you play with Legos. You have a big bin of it and you sift through it, making that that plastic clanking sound, looking for that one piece that you need. None of the colors fucking match, <laughs> and you just build whatever you build. That is true. I mean, you're probably. Ugh. Yeah, I knew watching this movie that it was going to pull me apart a little bit because I was like, 
I'm going to fundamentally disagree with all of our arguments yes. in a sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I, I, I don't know. I understand. I understand Lord Business's point of view. The thing is, I think it can be both, right? I think mm-hmm. we as adults can appreciate, I put a lot of time and effort into this and I don't want it necessarily be ruined. And I think the children in us, uh, which may be, you know, given us our little more of our personalities than it should be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where we go, but you should just be able to make whatever you want with whatever you want, whenever you want. Absolutely. I was actually, uh, I was impressed by the sheer amount of names this kid could come up with for all the characters. Oh, yeah. I was like, that kid had a name for every cat that crossed the street. <laughs> That's impressive, <laughs> actually, because you're right. In the universe, that's the kid yes. coming up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the kids come up with absolutely everything, which, honestly, there were a couple of parts where I'm like, oh, is this kid a little adult? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sometimes I was like, that was a pretty adult thing to say, child. I love it. Yes. I think that might also be just, like, Lord and Baylor being like, um... In the universe, does it make sense that a kid would say this if it's a kid who's just playing with toys and mm. he's got to come up with it? And the answer is no, but this is really funny. Yeah, <laughs> this is really funny and it's going to... Although you never know, man. I've met some kids. I, I was talking to this kid and um, uh, he's, I was like, oh, no, you're a tiny little adult. Uh, I'm talking to this kid um, and he goes, uh, Rebecca, I've got, I've got a girlfriend. And I was like, sick, like, what, like, what's your, what's your girlfriend? Like, uh, what does she like? Like, what's she good at? And he looks at me and he goes, she's good at being my girl. And I was like, this kid's 10. I fucking screamed, laughed so hard and told him to never say it again. I was like, never say that again. Never say that again. This is so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. But you never say <laughs> racked with laughter. Yeah, I, fu- yeah, I know. I can't. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I, I can't. I'm not a good aunt. Just I, the, whatever you do, don't, yeah, never say don't learn that this is how you get attention. <laughs> I can't. You're getting all of mine right now. But. I am literally the worst influence of all time. If a kid says something epic in front of me, even if they uh. shouldn't say it, I'll start scream laughing. I only encourage. It is. It's bad. Don't don't bring your children around me. Yeah. <laughs> I will only encourage bad behavior. <laughs> um, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. So everybody in this story is clearly based on somebody, right? Okay. So, like, Lord Business is clearly this kid's father. Yes. Emmett, in a lot of ways, is a stand-in for the boy. Yes. You know, I don't feel special. No one ever mm. tells me I'm special. All the rest, which is dark as hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually is. You start digging into that. Yeah. You're like, who told you all of this? Yeah. Batman is Batman. You know, Batman's like, Batman. Batman's sure. Batman. You've seen Batman Plays before. Batman, Plays Batman. Is Batman. Batman, Batman. Uh, um, I'm guessing Vitruvius is like, some uh, you know a wizard. There's the wizard stereo or a prototype in pretty much anything, right? Yeah, I also I was getting the real Lord of the Rings vibe for sure. Yeah. Um, what is Wild Style though? Who do you think she is? I don't know. I had I had not I had not taken this consideration coming in here. Who do you, do you have a? Well, I, I've got a couple idea, couple theories. Okay. So one possible that it's like a girl at school he likes okay you know because there is that kind of that romantic thing mm-hmm. there um also a possibility that it might be one of dad's girlfriends not like 
um, he's cheating on his wife or something like that. But like that the dad is single and like that's a that's a girlfriend that he the kid liked that isn't around anymore. Oh, you know, because it was dude. always the thing where it's like the, she's the girlfriend of Batman. Yeah. And like is kind of le- oh, is always leaving or doesn't, be- you know, I don't know. I think that might be a leap. Yeah, okay. Fair I think enough. it might be a late, but I'm not. I don't know. I I had not. Maybe if I went back and watched it, it, taking this consideration, I think I could get a better idea of who I think that girl is. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, or maybe it's just a an invented character. Like, good well, yeah, cop, like, bad cop is. Well, I mean, that's something you would have seen on TV. Yes, right? but you would have also seen on TV that there's always a romantic lead. Okay. And there's always like a little bit of a problem, and then you know she gets one over. It is pretty. It's yeah. You know what? It's it's possible he saw the Matrix and was like Neo, <laughs> Neo and. Well, uh, yeah, because it is very much like you're the one. Like it's so Matrix yeah, yeah, heavy yeah, yeah, yeah. of like. Not Neo. Who am I thinking? Uh, Trinity. Trinity. Yes. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, yeah, that actually there. That's, that's probably it. That's, that's it. it. That's the one that I I buy into that a hundred percent. She is the uh, matrixy type of person. I'm gonna basically I'm bringing you to the other side. I'm gonna show you the other side of this. I'm gonna show you the other world. Yes, and that makes sense, guys. We found it. We, we found it. it. We. Yeah, it was probably glaringly off. <laughs> it was really <laughs> obvious. You guys can stop screaming at your speakers right now yeah. or your your headphones. We got we nailed it. We Not everything it. has to mean something. It's just a Lego movie. <laughs> it's just a Lego movie. <laughs> uh, I do love the variety of characters in this though. Like I think we're a little spoiled now on mashups, right? We're like Spider-Man. We really are. Home, yes. and like you know, Disney owns everything, so everybody can show up and whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is this movie is actually the mashup that I want it to be because. Once again, that's how you mash things up when you're a kid, right? You don't care that Star Wars and Batman live in different universes. You're like, what if Han Solo did meet Batman? What if... And uh, Batman uh, stole his hyperdrive. Yeah, what if a pirate, uh, you know, went to the Old West? What if, mm-hmm. like... Uh, and I just love the scene where all the master builders are around because this felt like a line that they put in as this is so funny to do as a writer because someone's going to have to animate this. Right. You know what I mean? Or or, or someone's going to have to go get the rights mm-hmm. to do all of these, which is master builders, including but not limited to, is how they say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're like Wonder Woman, Superman, the Ninja Turtles. Like, oh, it, no, it was my... Uh, uh, Leonardo, the artist, yeah. Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, someone had to go and get clearance for all of these things. Green Lantern, um, the NBA, Shaquille O'Neal's in yes! this. Yes! I was like, oh, all of these together in one story. I love it. is a perfect mashup. Yeah. It is perfect. I... And I think this kid, I and I like that they wrote it like, okay, we're gonna take the baseline of these characters and just like, how would a kid see Batman? Right. This I is, talk in a deep voice. I talk right. in a deep voice. I've got a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us hold hands. Yeah. This is the coolest thing I can think of for Batman to do. Yes, is hold a girl's hand. Yeah. Like it's so fucking cute. This movie is ten out of ten cute too. 
I I don't know. I love how they do the fire in this. Like it's still the the Lego fire thing, but they just like flicker it and make it move around. So it looks like it looks like Lego fire. Speaking of what I think one of the most impressive scenes for me was when they're uh, when they're on the when they're in the submarine and then afterwards they're in the water. Yeah. Water is like just hard to animate point. Like yes. water is one of the hardest things to animate because like getting the flow proper, all this kind of stuff. Doing that with the leg, I was like, this is, this Next is, level. like, I can't even imagine how long that scene would take. I, I have no idea, but I was like, this is like, because normally, like, uh, when I was in a writing course, they told me if I was writing animated, I should try and avoid water at all costs. Now, mind you, this was, like, 10 years ago, so sure. maybe it's changed. I'm sure there's, like, a lot of advances, and it's maybe not as hard anymore. But I was specifically told, they were like, if you want to get something made, like, don't write water in it. Because it's so fucking hard to pull off. <laughs> Hear that, James Cameron? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> James Cameron gets all the water money in Hollywood. That's the thing. He Well, he needs it. He needs it. <laughs> he needs it for his... For his things. For his things. Um, no, and I, I agree. Like, the animation is so cool in this because it's done in the sense of, like, this is kind of stop motion. Mm -hmm. It's obviously computer generated, yeah. but they've done it so it has the essence of stop motion because these are characters that we're familiar with. Yep. Sort of how they actually move. And that's and, how they would be played with. And the scales and mm -hmm. all the rest. But like they put a little bend in it, you know, like their arms bend a little bit. The water, the water you're basically doing as computer generated stop motion, mm -hmm. you know, which is. I can't imagine. I'm assuming it, that's hard. It, yes. It would I, be I hard for me. I can't even fathom it, how hard it would be. So yeah, really cool. Uh, yeah. Just tons of, tons of really well done things in this. There, are, I love. Okay, so <laughs> I also love the idea that um, your henchmen can be changed just based off of uh, nail polish remover. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just completely erase the good sides of anybody, and you're like, you're all, you're all gun now. Go. <laughs> you're a loaded gun. Get out there. Do it. Destroy. And then at the end where he paints his own face back on the, the little smiley face and it's so you're right the more i think it's so matrixy like even the the uh the micromanagers oh so if yes. you guys haven't seen this movie there's like little and again just go just go what are you doing fuck off you got uh, this far in and we're yeah, not sold stop this stop this um but they have these little things that are really reminiscent of the um the robots in um in the matrix where, yeah, and they're moving all the little things, which is representative of his dad going, no, that's not how this looks. This has to, like, this character has to be, like, waving a little bit or these care whatever. Um, yeah. Also, just a, a, another question for you. What do you think is wrong with Emmett? Ooh. Like, in what way? In, in the way of everyone gets along but you. <laughs> Everybody has friends. Everybody's got a built-in system. Well, what what is it about mm, Emmett? Well, I think they say in the movie, like, because they they show very quickly. They show like clips of bad cop talking to the the uh, oh, coworkers. Oh yeah, where they go, everyone has a thing, and you don't have a thing, right? So it's like he tried to be too normal. Yeah, or he tried to get along with everybody, but doesn't have a thing that makes you like individual an individual right I got, yes like have you ever met somebody like that where you meet them and you're like you seem like a person that's pretending to be a human 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? Where I'm like, you seem like you got dropped on this planet two days ago. <laughs> uh, and you're figuring it out. I'm trying to think of an example of that. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. Or maybe I just don't pick up on social cues. Maybe I'm that guy. <laughs> They're all talking about you like that. They're like, yeah. Jesus Christ, Craig. <laughs> you know one thing Learn about Learn how to shake a hand, buddy. <laughs> My God. I don't know why that came to my mind. No, you're right. But that's like, that's a tell. Are you good at it? Let's see. Shake my hand. Shake Shake my hand. hand. Oh, no. Oh, that's a, that's a sturdy handshake right there. I like that. I think I can shake a hand. I don't, I don't limp fish it. If that's what you mean. (laughs) I actually, I get a lot of men commenting that all my, they're like, Oh, sturdy. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you just hold on kind of tight. That's yeah. it. Like I hate the ones who like they try and crush your hand. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like just, who uh, is this for? You feel the resistance. Yeah. Wait, here's the here's the sweet spot. If I were to if we were to suddenly snap back, like if we were just to like let go uh-huh. of our feet and just you know, each tip backwards away from each other, mm-hmm. would we stay standing? That's that's mm-hmm. the you know, we're mm-hmm. holding on tight enough. That's it. Anything more than that, it's too much. Anything less, ugh. Yeah, no. Oh, there's nothing worse than someone putting a limp a little. <laughs> <laughs> just, and you just, you like grab just your it little, and it like, yeah. it moves. No, they're not even fingers at that point. I call them fingies. Yeah. <laughs> you got just, your little fingies. <laughs> just tense, over, yeah. tense up a little mm, bit. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, no, nope, no. I don't care for it. I think I'm pretty good at that. By the way, this table that we just shook hands over is the most awkward diameter for shaking hands. <laughs> Like, I was like, I'm going to screw this up because I can't quite yeah, gonna, get to meh. that. <laughs> <laughs> then Rebecca's going to go through life thinking I'm a bad handshake. I can't deal with that. That would no. be it. The, pad, the podcast would be over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can do it better. Let me try again. Um, yeah. I would also like to point out that some of uh, some of president business's rules are pretty good. Ooh, let's hear Like, always use your turn signal. Excellent. That's a great, that's a great rule, guys. And one that should be embedded in kids from childhood. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's a rule that should be followed. Apparently, that's like, uh, like not using your turn signal is like insane. Like tons of people get into accidents, like every single, like every every day from not using their turn signal. It's like apparently, I think to like as close to. Uh, it's not quite like texting and driving, but it's got like a pretty high accident rate, like texting and driving. Like they're close. Um, I used to have a friend that would call um, using his turn signal, uh, tipping his hand. Yes. He was like, why would I tip my hand like that? I'm like, what to the, all the people that you're trying to play on the same team as like, why do you think drive driving is not, it should not be a competitive sport out in the streets, right? We're all trying to get somewhere. We're all trying to arrive alive. Yeah. We should all be operating as a team. <laughs> this guy's like, no, it's tipping my hand. They don't need to know where I'm going. I'm like that. Yes, they absolutely, yes, they absolutely do. They That's absolutely the do. The whole system is built on that. That's Please why we have red do this. lights. That's yes. how we have green lights. So we know which one is going and which one's stopping. That drives me absolutely crazy if you've ever driven with me and someone is changing i'm not saying i've never forgotten you know but like you follow on the highway behind somebody who's like not signaling any lane change and they do it like like if you're in a car with me just watch me boil just watch me boil over (laughs) because the the key to good driving it's not doesn't matter how good of a driver you are it's how stupid are the people around you that's the determination of whether or not you're going to get into a, 
an accident a lot of times, right? Absolutely. What is the dumbest fucking person around me going to do? And that's what that person's going to do. And if you go through life assuming that every other fucking car on the road is the dumbest piece of shit that's ever walked the earth, you'll be fine. So signal for them so that dumb piece of shit knows. I'm getting road rage right now. I'm you not even in a car. Getting, yeah, you didn't <laughs> jack the fuck. I didn't realize we were going to go down I'm here. I'm going to start spitting teeth soon. Like, uh, <laughs> so use your signals, everybody. This is one of Craig's points. Uh, right. um, yeah. The other, there's another, like, uh, and some of the rules were just kind of like, you know, like go to work, like overpay for your coffee, like whatever, stuff yep. like that. But, um, and this one, okay, I was kind of on the fence about this one, uh, but I don't think it's bad policy either. Um, always return a compliment. How Ooh. do we? How do you feel about that one? Because like I, this is kind of a rule for me. Where like if somebody gives me a compliment, I will always return a compliment. Like sure. I just because I, well, first of all, probably if you're complimenting me, I probably like we probably have a good rapport already. Like yeah, I probably yeah, yeah. like you. I was already queuing up like compliments are free you know what i mean like i'm not saving them yeah. okay it's like it's like when people like when i talk to comedians that hold back li- they're they're like so stoic and i'm like who are you saving these laughs for like just let it let Life it happen so right short. exactly so like i like to try and compliment people as much as i can but one time i was talking to uh i was talking to one of my uh who is my very good friend now um but when we were first meeting um I I had gotten backstage. I had just done a set. It was like mostly new stuff. I was feeling pretty hyped about it. I got backstage and this guy goes, uh, one of my buddies goes, like, he goes, uh, oh, that was like, that was an incredible set. Like that was so great. And I start going, oh yeah, man, I saw you the other night. And, and he goes, I'm going to stop you right there. He's like, I'm going to stop you right there. Just because I gave you a compliment does not mean you need to give me one back. We should not do this song and dance. You had a really yeah. great set tonight and I don't need to hear it. And I was like, oh, we're about to be best friends, buddy. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so so my thought on that is that there's two different situations that we're talking about here. Yes. One is sort of the professional thing that you and I go through where you get off stage and someone says, good set. And you go, yeah, uh-huh. man, you had a good set too. And nobody means it, right? It's, it's Oh, I only say good set if I mean it now. Right. This is kind of my rule, for actually. Sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, and and so there's no need to to respond to that with you did well too, especially if the other person knows they didn't do well. Um, so like that sort of professional thing I could do without, but I think they're like the way that Lord business meant it was more so in the general, um, day to day sense mm-hmm. where like, you know, you hold the door for someone and they go, Oh, that's a really nice shirt. Where'd you get it? You know? And you go, Oh, thank you. That's so great. Yeah. Um, thanks for holding the door. I like your glasses too, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I think that, is just some really nice social lubrication, you know, where everyone's just getting along. You return niceness with niceness. Yes. Okay. I think in the the general header of it, return niceness with niceness. Yes. Okay. Yes. And again, I think that's a pretty good rule. Okay. I don't 100%. think that's. I don't think this is a bad rule. I, all I'm saying is this guy's got a couple of really good ideas. Okay. To keep the functioning going. He has the sorts of good ideas that kids need to know, and kids fucking hate. <laughs> That's valid. That's a parent is what yeah, that is. Yeah, follow the rules. Show eat, up on time. Go to work. Eat your vegetables. Yeah. Tip, start. Well, tip, tip more than you, or pay more for coffee than you should is tip. Or um, buy um, ethic, ethical beans. Yes. <laughs> this is an ethical. 
so one thing dumb. one thing you don't understand about we've got an entire <laughs> basement full of Lego sets. We're doing pretty good in the world. So when I buy coffee, I buy the expensive coffee because it helps people who aren't as well, well off as us. Yeah, well, that's stupid, Dad. Why would you pay more for coffee than you need to? Oh, and I also just realized thirty-seven dollars <laughs> is what a kid thinks coffee costs. <laughs> That's dumb. I, of course, of course, that makes a lot of sense right now. Wow. Took me a minute. Yeah, yeah, Took yeah, me yeah. a minute to catch up. Okay. What are, what are your feelings on the double decker couch? <laughs> Tell me about it, Craig. <laughs> I think it is the sort of idea that like you think is a good idea. Because it's like, yeah, that solves the problem. Yeah. And then as every other character in this points out, there's so many issues with it. I uh, I have been to a few fraternity houses. Where they have them. <laughs> they have those double-decker couches. And first of all, I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever been on one that was structurally sound. Oh, absolutely <laughs> Every not. time I've sat on one of those things, I'm like, we're going. Somebody's dying tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never seen a couch. I mean, like, you know what would make me more comfortable on this? If it's uh, if three it was or four up, feet up in the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This super Suspended duper heavy thing. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, they didn't even have them. They were like, it, it wasn't even like uh, bunk beds. It was more like tiered. Oh, but, stadium and seating. Even, and even the tiered, I was like, this is, this is, stu- don't. Don't be doing this. Like one of my buddies has uh, a couch on like milk crates behind another couch so that you could see over the heads of the people on the first couch. And I just, every time I sit on it, I just have this like irrational fear that like, I don't know, like my, I can have my tur- like my toes curled under or something and it's going to draw. Like I just keep, I keep thinking something yeah. bad. I was like, this just structurally, every time I get up, it, it moves two inches. That can't be right. <laughs> it can't be. No. <laughs> no. I, I'm not on board with that either. Although I love the concept in this movie where they're like, how could you see past their legs? I'm like, your legs don't bend. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, none of you will have this issue. Every issue you're talking about doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah. It's actually kind of perfect for your world, quite frankly. Yeah, and uh, well, and just to extend the idea of the double-decker couch, knowing that we're in the world, I think that's probably an idea that the son came up with and pitched to his father, and his father is just pointing out why it wouldn't work, which is a learning experience in a certain way. Like you're not necessarily Oh, I was sure. going to call it a bit of a bummer, but I well, <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're really into like building things and want to know how to design things, I think yeah. learning about like oh, that's a really good idea. Like there's a positive way to do mm-hmm. it, right? Like you, you're not like, "Well, that's a shit idea, you stupid kid." You can be like, "Wow, what a wonderful idea. That's really uh smart." So if people were sitting on top, like, would they have to, like, would their feet be dangling down in front of the people's faces? And you go, oh, yeah, I guess you would do that. And how do people get up and down? Is there a ladder or is there steps or how do you do that? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Like, you know, so, like, your next design's a little little stronger. Absolutely. Would you have Batman as your boyfriend? <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like I'm just rifling off questions. No, yeah. I think I think Batman uh as a character is generally very disturbed 
Um, and uh, again, shouldn't be dating anybody. Yeah, Catwoman or anybody. I was gonna say only a matter of time before a Catwoman set shows up and it's done. Yep, that's it. <laughs> it's a ticking time bomb. Girl, get out, get out, go to Emmett, <laughs> go to Emmett. Go anyway. to the blank slate of a man. That'll make you happy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, project yeah, yeah. Anything you want on him. I think all of the. Um, I really, I, I think so much of this movie is so imaginative. It's like even the way that they create from uh, president business into Lord business when he like the cues lung. up yep. on his legs and the fire. And it's just, there's a lot of pageantry in this movie that I do. The, I The fact that they show them building things yeah. out of the bricks around them is wonderful too. Yes. Right? Where you're just like, oh, it wasn't just a thing that showed up that's made of Lego. It's like, these characters are building things Absolutely. out of the pieces. Yeah. And I will say, and I know this goes against the argument, but that that box of shitty Legos did look like a box of shitty Legos. Like, I'm like, obviously, I would much rather want to play in these in these skyscrapers. How much fun... I, every time I saw it, I was like, I would just, I would want to walk through it and kick over everything like Godzilla. And I don't know what that says about me as a person. <laughs> That's why you're not allowed to play with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I don't know what that says about me as a human being, but I really just want to destroy the whole fucking thing so badly. Build things and tear them down. Yeah. And you're like, not even build things. <laughs> no, not even build things. Just tear them down. Every time I do a puzzle, somebody's like, oh, my God, that took you so much. Like, what are you going to do with it? And I just dead eye them every time I go, ah, and I just scramble it all up in front of them. They get freaked out. I'm like, why? The, the fun was building it. Like, yes. the fun, the puzzle, like, I don't get puzzle glue. And I know this goes against what we're talking about here. We're <laughs> arguing for glue. Glue it down. Preserve your artwork or whatever. But, like, I, who would, who's glue in a pot? Why? Well, it's not like you remember how you did a puzzle. It's not For like what? it's still a puzzle. You put it back in the box, you cycle it back through every couple weeks or months or years or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's still a puzzle. If you're not like, oh, this puzzle, I remember how these these pieces fit together. Mm -hmm. What a bore. No, like you never learn a puzzle. Same thing from scratch every time, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I just I trade puzzles with all my friends. Yes, do that. There's, they retain the value in them is that they are a puzzle. They puzzles. Here, here's the thought: shitty paintings. <laughs> <laughs> puzzles are shitty, shitty paintings. paintings. <laughs> great, great for what they do. Their value is in the fact that they are in pieces and you have to put them together. But as a completed thing, mm. you're never like, that's better than the Mona. This puzzle of the Mona Lisa is better than the original. You're never doing that. That's very fair. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Well, here we are. <laughs> I'm actually, we've arrived at the end and I am anti-puzzle glue and I do apologize. <gasps> Can I just say having a, it's really funny to me having a whole drawer of organized super glues. <laughs> when he opens that drawer and there's like 15 of them all lined up perfectly, yeah. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know if there are different types of super. I guess no, it's all the be. same. They're yeah. all craggles. Yeah, <laughs> they're all craggles. That nice little organized workbench, though. It was like, yes, <laughs> give me some of that. Oh yeah, that's how you know you're going full dad mode, where you're like, I want to organize a workshop. Oh god, yeah, no, that hits. After thirty, I'm like, mm, mm. pour it on a little me. place I can do my projects. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I need three hammers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why two people would throw out a perfectly good hammer. 
<laughs> These are thoughts I have had. You need a mallet, you need a claw hammer, you need, yeah. I anyway. actually do own two hammers because I saw somebody throwing out a perfectly good hammer. I can't. How can you walk by? Oh, it's very hard to fuck up a hammer. Right? It's fine. Is it heavy? Does it swing? How do you, how do you, I've never gotten rid of a hammer in my life. I'm sorry. I'm really veered <laughs> off now. I'm blown away by this. Okay. So now it is time for our rankings of the villain. What do you got for us, Craig? Yeah. So I've got uh, the, um, the precision in toy manufacturing scale. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> right? Woo! Yeah. I love, sometimes we talk about what our scales are if we're worried that they're going to be the same, and it they... Never are. I don't literally <laughs> never are, and Craig sucks. <laughs> yeah, you dead-eyed me today. You're like, not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Yeah. I was like, yep, that is uh, accurate. That's it. So this is the precision in toy manufacturing scale. Uh, so on a scale from a slinky, which was actually created from a, a machinist error, they were trying to cut rings, and they like calibrated it wrong, so it cut a spiral uh so not very not very uh precise uh that but fun toy uh all the way up to the microprocessor on a playstation 5 incredibly precise are you kidding me like nanometers mm. insane <laughs> uh i am going to give uh lord business a lego uh because the need for every piece to be exactly the same is a thing of beauty and worthy of admiration because it is the thing that allows it to connect flawlessly with every other piece. And at a scale beyond that of a single brick, it is nearly infinite connection and creativity that are what make it so important. Damn, dude. <laughs> we should have ended with you. Fuck. Yeah, I, I was sitting doing this this morning. I got a little philosophical yeah, about Lego. <laughs> Want to hear my scale? This is great. Want to yeah. hear my scale? Uh, from some stuff is okay <laughs> to the whole world is epic. I'm going to give our villain a life is chaos. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we brought different Philosophy's <laughs> over. Philosophy over. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hey guys, we're going to get to our heroes and villains of the week in a second. But first, a couple ways that you can support the podcast. Uh, if uh, you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at VWR Podcast, Facebook at, at Villain Was Right on Facebook. Uh, you can email us if you want at villainwasright at gmail.com with suggestions and whatnot and so on. Whatever you want to uh, send us is great. We always love hearing from you. And uh, we're, we're making a small foray into TikTok, everybody. So we are on TikTok at The Villain Was Right. Uh, we're going to put some little video clips of uh, the recordings of the show, some podcast clips. So uh, if that's your thing, go ahead and check that out. And if you have a couple bucks to spare... As always, we are on Patreon. If you guys want to listen to bonus episodes, get an ad-free. We've got an ad-free tier. We also have a voting. This month, we're talking about Glass Onion on our bonus episode, which is really exciting. Epic movie. So fun. Uh, guys, yeah, check us out there. And um, if you're already on that, thank you so much. And if you listen to us, well, if you're listening to this right now, thank you so much for listening. As always, you guys are the best. Um, and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got for us, Greg? Yeah, so I was just watching this. <laughs> I was reminded uh, how well I took care of toys as oh. a kid, right? Um, and like, because I was raised under the belief, like I was told you have to take care of your things because you're not getting a new one. If you ruin your toy, you're not getting a new one, okay. right? Like, 
if if someone goes through the paper shredder, tough luck. That's it. If you leave it somewhere, tough luck. That's it. So so you need to to protect and take care of the things that you're given mm-hmm. because we're not going to waste money on more, right? So I took such good care of all my toys. Like I was big into the Ninja Turtles and all the rest. Like Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters were like my big action figures, right? And always took such good care of them. Like I still play. Like they weren't mint conditioned or yeah. anything. They have a couple paint scuffs or whatnot. But they were always like this, these wonderful little things of art, right? That held like so much imagination and detail and like things that you could do. And then um, obviously I grew out of action figures and all the rest, and they all got just thrown in a big Rubbermaid bin in the basement, right? And my villain of the week is all the kids who came over to my parents' place afterwards and ruined those fucking toys. They ruined them. They would get brought out whenever somebody else was <laughs> over, and they they the doors are all missing off of my Ecto-1. My Ecto-1 door is gone, ruined. Uh, somebody took the, the the hand off of Bebop. Bebop had like little rotating hands from Ninja Turtles and they just popped that right off. I go in there now and I'm like, you've so much care so that these would still be okay. And you ruined them, you fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kids. <laughs> they're still fun to play with if they're all in one piece. That's so funny. I also have a uh, similar, <laughs> not a similar, but opposing, I would say. Okay. Because um, uh, this uh, reminded me of how, first of all, my brother, when we were young, he used to um, rip off all of my Barbie's heads. Um, a, a classic. You know what yeah, I mean? A classic. They pop right? right off. They pop right off, but they don't pop right back on. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Uh, all my Barbie's had no necks. Okay. You just put them back on and that Barbie has no neck now and that's whatever, right? So what I would do, because uh, when I was younger, um, I was probably like 11 at this point, I bought myself my very first digital camera, which was a big deal at the time because it was like 2001. Um, so I bought a digital camera for myself and I would make stop motion uh, videos with uh, murderous clowns killing my Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like... <laughs> This movie reminded me of this so much just because I was like, oh, yeah, I'd mix shit all the time. I don't care. Right. And because they already had had their heads popped off. Well, it was really easy to have their heads pop off after that. Right. Uh, So I would make these like elaborate stop motion films where these clowns would come like busting through walls and stuff. And I get like ketchup and shit. And I would make these uh, these tiny stop motion movies of my Barbies getting murdered by clowns. This is amazing. <laughs> Do you still have those? No, I don't. Oh. I really wish I did because it was like literally like it was like one of the like first rounds of digital. You know what I mean? It's like a file it was, format that doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's like on a it was on an old computer that got like thrown away or whatever. They're like, there's no way to recover any of this. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, no, I I had a f- I had a couple of them where I would do these things <laughs> where I would get my Barbies murdered. <laughs> Oh God! I would pay any money. By to these creepy, I don't even know where I got those creepy ass clowns. I just know that when I saw them, I was like, "They're creepy," and I'm gonna use them for something. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. Hero villain? I don't know. It's just a story. Um, <laughs> I do apologize, but yeah, that's that's what this movie made me think of the whole time, and why I was kind of against <laughs> our own arguments. 
Things happen sometimes, you know? <laughs> anyway, guys, um, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. And you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and CraigFay.com for show dates. Tune in next week for a very... I'm so excited for this episode. We're doing Lake Placid, which, spoiler, is... Uh, I really, really like this movie, so I'm excited to do it. I'm really excited to cover it. Uh, and, guys, that is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to mix your worlds. <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>